following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Tommy Hill takes a look to the inside of Jerry Farrell, not going to be able to make the pass as they go down into turn number one for the last time. Going to make one last shot at it. No, he blows the tire or something off. Loses position there and down the front straightaway. It's Juke and John Wilson with the win over Jerry Farrell and Tommy Hill. Inside Florida Racing. Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone, and I welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Hey there, Rob. Hi. How you doing, man? I hope everybody likes that new intro. Isn't that yeah, nice? I'm, I'm sort of curious here, Jack. Why are we doing, you know, I have nothing against the Beatles. I like the Beatles, but uh, why that song in particular? Because this is now the 40th anniversary of the release of the White Album in 1968. Oh. How many copies of that do you own, Jack? Three. <laughs> well, you know, Rob, um, Jack and I had an absolute blast Saturday night up at the Governor's Cup. We Literally. Wish, we wish you could have been there for um, the great racing and some of the craziness. And, of course, the freezing cold weather. I wanted to share that with you, too. Yeah, you know, uh, Jack, who, who writes the story on the, uh, on the uh, site? Uh, James Smith wrote the full-length race report, um, and then I threw something together like 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning when I got back, whatever it was. The full race report was great because if you read through it, it definitely uh, brings you right into the action. Uh, you know, uh, it looks like it was an exciting race. You know, uh, Wayne Anderson winning another race. You know, this is just not another race. This is, you know... Uh, this is race, you know, and uh, I guess he's won it like three times now. Yes, and, that, that, um, that would be his third. Hey, did you get my trackside report that I called into you? Yes, I got the trackside <laughs> report. You know, uh, Cece uh, very well, uh, I mean, had a great time. Um, she'd never been to a big racetrack before and um, to see a real late model race, and that's what I consider a real race, you know. That, that's, how, it was, that's how all late model races should be, right, Cece? Oh, yes, yes, a field of 26. Um it was just absolutely incredible. The atmosphere was electric, and it was great being around all those um, all those good people, the fast car folks, and everyone up there at New Smyrna. I had an absolute blast. Um, got to meet Rick Bristol, and um, and it was just a, a really nice time up there. A little on the cold side, but it was well worth it. And then the sportsman shootout afterwards, um, you know, we had an, I think that was like 25 cars for that. And um, that was a really good race also. A little bit different how they did it, but, um, you know, the racing action was just really outstanding. But though there was one strange thing, Rob. What's that? Well, you know how um, we talked to the guys from the Indy Race Experience and, yeah. you know, they, how they have the, the two-seater car for the ride-along experience. Well, they had that car, and Davey Hamilton was up at New Smyrna. Right. Which was really cool. You know, I, you know, him and I spent some time talking and everything, and um, this is where it got strange. 
out on the track is all the late models that are going to be in the race. They're all lined up. All the drivers are standing on the track. All the dignitaries are on the track. Rusty's on the track. I'm down there. Jack's down there. We're all there ready to get things, um, just waiting to get things started. And Davey gets into the Indy car with the passenger and fires it up and starts doing laps. Mm. Not slowly. No, at speed. And, um, you know, and I'm standing back there with Jeff Choquette and the guys, and we're talking, and they're like, you know, if he wipes out our race cars, there's going to be problems. But more importantly, there were still kids on the track. Why would that happen? Well, we can't really figure that out, except for the fact that it just wasn't probably planned out well. Somebody did not take into consideration what could possibly happen. Because the way I looked at it is they've opened themselves up to you know, potential liability if something did go wrong. Granted, nothing did. You're talking about during during introduction? Yes. Before, yeah. With all before, people on the track? As we're all on the track and the cars are on the track, yeah, as we're starting the beginning of the program, you know, I gave the, I did my present, you know, we're waiting to do the presentation to David Rogers and everybody's up there waiting to do their things, you know, introduce all the dignitaries and Robert Hart wanted to give out some awards to people like Jack and, um, yeah. And we're all up out there on the track. And all I can think of is, you know, things can go wrong. Hold on a second. What kind of award did Jack get? Did, did, did Robert Hart give him a cow pie? No. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. Jack um, got a in appreciation of our marketing partner presented to Carnac.com from New Isn't Smyrna Speedway. Nice, you know, isn't that nice that, that, that there is a racing promoter or a track owner actually – he is a three-time track owner that actually appreciates the work that Jack does when there's other ones out there that just don't think Jack knows what he's doing. That's right. And, and uh, Mr. Hart also recognized, you know, a bunch of other people that help with the growth of the track and um, and, and things like that, you know, and the supporting the racetrack. And it was really nice to see um, an owner like him take the time out and recognize all those people and give them all awards and so I thought that was really nice. And I was very happy that I got to give David Rogers his August uh, Driver of the uh, Month award there from Pandora Jewelers inside Florida Racing. So we got to track down Mr. Rogers, caught up with him in his neighborhood to give him his plaque. Uh, you must have given him some bad luck. <laughs> no, that had nothing to do with me. And from what I hear, um, he had uh, some kind of rear-end issues with, the, with his car. Oh, now tell me. How are the hamburgers? Okay, I didn't. Oh, you weren't here last week. That's right, you weren't. I was. Here last I was a very week. sick. I was a very sick girl last week. Um, Ask Jack how the hamburgers were. Jack, did you get a hamburger? Because I didn't. I got Chick Fil A. No, uh, they no, served Chick Fil A no. at New Smyrna. I was so happy about that. Really? Yeah. It, um, you know, got Chick Fil A oh, sandwich and everything. It figures that he'd stick to those burgers that he was talking about. No. He's prouder than Burger CC, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he said that, uh, you know, that's one thing I said. If I learned anything from the show last week is that New Smyrna has great hamburgers. Well, I saw a lot of people eating them, so they, they must be good. But I, I heard, uh, let's see, Rusty told me, and Rusty told me they had Chick-fil-A, and I went for the Chick-fil-A. And Rusty, what a character. I had to tell him I felt really underdressed because, you know, I'm in jeans and the Inside Florida Racing shirt and jacket to keep warm. And Rusty was like in a tuxedo. He was wearing tails. They dressed up there for that event. 
But uh, it was a really, really good time. And uh, I tell you what, though, Rob, it makes me want to go and take a run or two on that track. Now, now New Smyrna is a, a great place, you know, uh, when everything's going fine. But uh, when things get out of hand. Now, that's what I wanted uh, to ask you. Now, you told me you had a bad wreck or two at that track. Yeah, yeah, I did. When we used to go to Pro Series, we used to run on, you know, Friday, Friday night and then Saturday night. And uh, we're on Friday night at uh, Orlando and Saturday night at New Smyrna, and it used to be really tough. And for a guy like me, I had a small team. You know, I had a couple guys that went with us. We'd have to be, you know, up all night because you had to soak your tires. That was a thing that everybody did. They soaked their tires because it makes them go faster. And so we'd be up all night doing that and working on the car, you know. And if you had any problems, you know, at Orlando, then you were really, you know, messed up for the next day. But anyway. Yeah, I got in some oil one day and backed in the wall and pretty much towed the car out there. I had to about put it in the trailer in two pieces. Well, see, what I was wondering is I noticed a lot of problems happening around turn two or between yeah. one and two. And I was wondering if that's maybe sort of a well-known area, a problem area for drivers. Well, you know, I backed into that wall right in the middle there, and then another car got in the oil and backed right into me after I was already backed in the wall. So, uh it, well, what it is, DC, is you drive in the corner so hard at that racetrack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you just don't, when you're watching it, when you're watching it, the cars look fast, okay, when you're watching it in the grandstands, and when you're in the cars, you really feel like you're driving fast. A place like Lakeland, you go really fast, you know, at that at that track when it was still a track. Yeah. But um, you don't realize the speed as much as I think you do at, at New Smyrna. And New Smyrna's got, you know, some great banking and uh oh yes it know, does I know you got to see a great race and all the fans did you know and it's lots of green flag runs rob yep yeah long ones you know long long runs it's good I see billy mallory you know he's going to be on the show tonight i see that uh, along with wayne anderson who won the race um i, I hadn't seen billy racing anywhere for a while i mean he may have been but i really hadn't seen his name there but he's been racing for a long time yeah as a matter of fact a long time ago i remember uh billy was telling me he used to race uh, modifieds, remember, a lot more than other stuff. And he was telling me what it was like to drive down into turn three at New Smyrna. And he was he was saying he 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 sat up in the grandstands one time and he saw the other cars doing that and he couldn't believe that he actually was doing that, you know, because it's it's uh, you just go down there and you know hang on, I guess. Yeah, there used to be a there used to be a dip in the racetrack when you drove down in turn three too, and I don't know I, I don't know if they've resurfaced it since then. Yes. Back when Billy was running the modifieds, it had a dip in it, and uh, it would feel like that's what it feel like because you drive in there so hard and you're going so fast, and then all of a sudden you drop in that dip, and it would really get the car out, you know, kind of uh, not out of control, but. Yeah, I, I think CC's right. Turn one and two captures more cars than three and four does. Oh, absolutely. Uh, during I was, you know, as usual in turn four, um, and uh, most of the wrecks were all of them. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, all of everything them. Everything was happening all, between I think one and two. Nine cautions, and I think every one of them um, happened down around one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, CC, did they have uh, any regular classes like their street stocks? No, nope. it was just uh, after the Governor's Cup, they ran the sportsman shootout. Let me tell you this. The regular classes, that's what you got to see run there. That's what you got to see run there. Well, I mean, not to take anything away from what you saw. Obviously, you saw great stuff, but to go to those big racetracks and see those weekly guys come out there and run around there, mm-hmm. man, they're moving out in old street stock, you know? Yeah. 
And uh, when they get on those half-mile tracks like that and get going, man, they can really put on a show. How well, about it, Jack? Well, I know yeah, I I'm definitely s- want to go up for a uh, wing sprints race. I've seen some uh, pretty serious collisions at New Smyrna Speedway. See, you're going to get scared. You're going to get scared when you go watch the wing sprint cars there. Really? Yeah, it's going to scare you, especially if they got more than 25 of them there. Well, I, I heard I that. Uh, that you'd go. I don't know that you'd go operate the flag for that. I, mean, it would scare you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, this, the the uh, the sportsman shootout. Uh, uh, Wayne Morris um, ended up winning after the uh, the on, final he won inversion. He won on the track after the final inversion. Then he took over and won the race, but then was later disqualified in tech. Now, how how was that as far as uh, car count and the race itself? The race great. was great. It was a 25, uh, 25 cars. Sweet. So, you know, and I could all I was sitting there thinking, I wish all these cars would come down in Charlotte to do a sportsman run. I mean, this is oh. great. Look at I wish we could get these kind of car numbers down here. But uh, to get the rules straight. See, that's one of those deals. CC is that you know getting these rules straightened out is, is going to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, you know the track. And, you know, a guy like Robert Hart, he'd be right there to tell you that's a great idea. You know, uh, Bobby Deal, he'd be right there to tell you it's a great idea. It's just some of these guys that that don't want to do it uh, because they think it's going to take cars off their track. But, man, if they'd get the rules straight and all the classes and all the racetracks. If they were always having these turnouts of 25 cars, you know the fans would be flocking back to the racetracks. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah, so Patrick Thomas uh, won the race. And... Um uh, Ganey came in third. Actually, Ganey came in second because uh, because Morris, Morris got DQ'd. Morris was DQ'd in tech for technical violations. Now, we should have got him on the phone and find out what was going on. Okay, Cece will tell you. What's I will going tell on. you. I found out Sunday Ask morning. Ask Cece, Rob. <laughs> She'll tell you. Ask her. What are the technical uh, violations? He opened up the crate motor and put in illegal lifters. Well, that's all they found. <laughs> that's that is what I that's what I was told by um, a fast car person when I spoke to them on Sunday morning. An official. An official. Hmm. Well, you know what? Uh, kudos to the tech guy because that is what needs to happen. Somebody has got to get into these. <laughs> that's funny. You, you know what, Jack? You're really getting better at the button pushing. You know, I it's gonna be the best board op in the business before this is done. And you're right, Rob. And that's what we need. We need, you know, every track needs to have good, fair, honest guys working in tech to keep keep the racing fair and in, in, in enforcing the rules. Now, another thing I found really interesting up there. Um, Rob was um, while watching the Governor's Cup sitting up in the grandstands. Um, there were people around me getting very upset with Wayne Anderson and how he was progressing, um, you know, during the race and how he was leading. And then when he won, and they were just, you know, yelling things and out and being really unhappy and accusing him of cheating. But they got to stop and see now he passed Tech, you know, he he passed. He passed tech. He he won his race, and um, I understand that that probably some of this animosity goes back years ago. But he, you know, he raced a clean race and um, passed tech, and so he he 
deserves his first place win there at the Governor's Cup, and he was just absolutely delighted that he won. And look forward to speaking with Wayne um, on the show later this evening. Also, we have um, Logan Bordeaux with us, and Rick Bristol, who I had the pleasure of meeting Saturday night, is going to be on the show, and we're going to talk about the Charity Trucker 200 race that is coming up this, let's see, December 5th and 6th at Orlando Speed World. And then Shane Williams will be joining us, the Ocala Late Model Champion, as well as um, local driver for me from down here in Charlotte County, Ryan Pancos, who we see at Charlotte County Motorsports Park frequently. And we, and we talked to Don Neron this afternoon, and we have uh, the update, okay, real deal, from uh, about the future of the Sunbelt Super Late Model Series. We will get into that later, but right now... We got the man, Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid, how you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show, and congratulations. Hey, uh, thank you. That was a great race. Hey, Billy, I, I told Wayne that uh, to this afternoon when I was talking with uh, with Wayne, I, I said you were so happy coming in third at that race. If you'd have won it, you'd have probably fell over dead in the tra- in the, in, in the winter circle. <laughs> I may have. It uh, it was. You know, it was just. Those are the types of races that you just love to run. You know, when you start 15th and you you come from the back and you you have a really good run and uh, you know you really feel like you accomplished something and you did something. You know. Well, that's what I noticed by the story that I was reading, Jack, is that uh, I noticed that Billy was the man at that race. <laughs> it looked like to me that he was the one that really did some charging. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we really had a really good car, especially on the outside groove. I, the car was actually faster on the outside than it was on the bottom, but uh, I have quite a bit of long race experience, and I just know how hard it is on the car to run out there on the outside for the whole race. So when I would get to the back of somebody, I'd just get by them real quick on the outside and get back down and conserve the cars. I knew it was a long race. Hey, Billy, what have you been up to? Not much, really. We, My wife and I just had a kid. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, my, my little boy, he... Uh, he loves the racing, and uh, we've got another one on the way. And uh, we're just um, just kind of doing everything, and you know we race when we have time, and we and uh, you know the we can afford it, and uh, you know we go to the track and have a good time. Yeah, I I know that feeling because I'm about right in that same boat. You know, I got a, a one year old, and I uh, just moved back to Tampa, so uh, I'm looking to race. Uh, probably going to race at the Winter Spectacular there at uh, Citrus. Oh yeah, and. Uh, you know, when I saw your name, I was thinking, you know, Billy, now folks out there listening, let me tell you, this guy has raced um, as long as I've been racing, and probably uh, before that, I, you know, even in go-karts, when I raced go-karts, he was a kid, and then uh, come out of go-karts uh, with his modified, I was racing, I probably had just started racing late models, I'd been to my Lester Street Stock career, but Billy... Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about your race and talk, tell the folks the things that you've raced and, uh, you know, to where you're at today. Well, uh, I'm one of the guys that, that's come up, you know, through everything. Um, I've raced in, you know, I started in go-karts and I, you know, started in the novice classes in there. And then I worked my way up and uh, my 16th birthday, I had my first um, street stock race. And I ran a year in street stock. Then I went to the modifieds and uh, ran in there for a while and, uh, then we got a late model and ran those for a while, and uh, that evolved into a Pro Cup car, and we ran that for a while, and uh, that got to be really expensive. So we come back to a late model, and now we're just kind of enjoying it and, and racing that when we when we can. 
Well, what do you think about the kids that are racing so young, getting right into, you know, super late model racing and stuff? Um, I came up like you did pretty much the same yeah. way. Do you think uh, maybe they should think about that route instead of well, going straight to the top? You know, some of these kids have got a lot of talent. They really do. And, um, you know, the, my opinion on it is, is those, those are valuable experiences, the street stocks and the modifieds and all that. And it gives you so many different of handling cars and, and different drivers and different people, you know, different people and, uh, different skill levels of drivers. And, you know, it just teaches you so much that it's just, you just can't put a value on that experience that you get in those classes. Um, a lot of these younger drivers, I just, you know, I think that they're missing some of that street mentality sometimes in the, and the, and the modified the thing, you know, you always got the thing on the edge, sliding it around the track the whole time, you know, just, but they're, don't get me wrong. They are great drivers and they're going to win lots of races and do really well. But, uh, I wouldn't trade how I did it for anything. Hey, uh, That's where, very well put. Man. Hey Jack, I remember, uh. I remember building Billy's radio system in his car when he was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is. Uh, that's really funny, actually. Uh, hey, uh, now, uh, you know, Cece got to see uh, New Simona for the first time the other night, and uh, actually she got to see probably Billy Mowers, but Cece, was that your first time seeing Billy race the other night? Yes, it was. And it was just, it was a great night. You, all you guys just put on, it was such an entertaining race and just so exciting. And, you know, nice long stretches of green racing. And um, it was just really great. But the one thing I did notice is it seems like, like, you know, between turns one and two, that's where it eats up the cars. Yeah. Um, well, one and two is real tight getting down in there. And it's also got a real tight exit where um, off of four, it's got, um, it's kind of got a jog in the wall. And you got a little more room to, to get off of four. And uh, so that kind of, when you get into one, you know that you've got a tight corner coming off, so you got to do something to get off the corner. So that tends to be why that corner is so, so rough on people. Yeah, see, see anything goes wrong, okay, yeah. drive into turn one, anything goes wrong, you're going rear end into the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just what happens. <laughs> That's exactly right, and, and I've done it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that prior to, to, to calling you that, uh, I'd done it and pretty much totaled out a car pretty good there one time. And uh, just one of those things that you remember when it happens. You know, I got lucky at Lakeland it never happened. But, you know, uh, I always remember New Smyrna was an ouch. Absolutely, yeah. I, I had my hardest wreck there I ever had in a, in a open-wheel modified. I was uh, uh, trying to pass, I forget, I think it might have been Dempsey for the lead. And, uh, and Simons was trying to pass me all at the same time. And uh, he caught me in the left rear just as I was looking, under, looking underneath Dempsey, and we, we, uh, I went spinning and hit driver's side in the wall. Whew. When I woke up, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a bad one. <laughs> you know, you talked earlier, you know, we were asking you what you've been doing, you know, and you're racing, you know, when you want to, you know, here and there. Yeah. Uh, our show's focus the last, uh, you know, several weeks has been uh, talking to race promoters about how to put more people in the seats, you know, and get more racers there at their tracks. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your take on uh, on the economy, and then uh, also uh, what maybe the track owners should maybe start thinking about doing to get more people in the stands? Probably, I'm not talking about like uh, at New Smyrna the other night. I'm talking about right. New Smyrna every week. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, 
You know, kind of, I would say uh, it's funny. Me and a, a buddy of mine just were having this discussion the other night. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe old school racing mentality. You know, go back to um, you know inverting fields and and uh, and doing heat races and and uh, more fights yeah. in the pits. No, no more <laughs> fights in the pits. Now the inversion, the, the inverting. You know, um, that was interesting. Now they did that during the sportsman shootout Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, and that was a pretty. Uh, from what I've seen of it, I, I was in Texas and I was uh, trying to get our car loaded and stuff, but it seemed like it was a pretty interesting race anyway. It it was. At the first time they inverted, it was only two, so that really didn't make a, a big deal. But when the second time they inverted yeah. and it was eight, yeah, you know that really changed things up, and that's what opened the way for Wayne Morris. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, John has, you know, Saprocone has sent yeah. out his uh, – I got my thing in the mail to uh, from him, you know, his new uh, late model series. Did you by any chance get one of those in the mail? Yeah, I did. I did get that. And, uh, you know, I think it's pretty what interesting. about that? I think uh-huh. it's pretty interesting, and it brings me back to the days of, you know, when I when I raced at Sunshine, you know, and and, and that type of stuff. And I'd be... I, well, well, wait a minute, guys. Tell me about it, because I, I don't know about this new series yet. Well, what, what it is, is... Uh, they want to. They want to get more excitement into racing. So he's he's taken sort of the mentality of what we were talking about about pan across the field. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think um, I don't have the paper in front of me, um, but I don't know. Um, I think uh, maybe first to eleventh, I'll get six hundred. But there's hundred dollar incentives like to lead lap 10, lap 20, lap 30, lap 40, lap 50. So if a guy led a whole race, he'd get an extra 500. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And uh, Billy helped me out. Where's some other incentives? The, well, he, there was no qualifying. There was heat races. And uh, right. they right. took right. They, they did positioning out of heat races. And they pay uh, you to win. They pay you to win heat races. They pay you to win yeah. a Conti. Right. There, was there was there a dash for cash or something too? I can't remember. Yeah, so, I think there was a dash. I for think cash. there was something like that. Yeah. Okay, and, so I'm, 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 I'll give John and they're 50 lap races now. Okay. Yeah. So that that matters, and there's no entry fees. Right. Now, right. Okay, that sounds good. I can only give I can only give John one piece of advice. If it was coming from something that said this place is under new management, <laughs> you already tried to give John advice, and we know how that. We know all that works. happened. By the way, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Did you get? Do you know what the count was for um, New Smyrna? Because somebody asked me what I thought. How many people were in the grandstands? And I said it, there was a lot. I mean, to me, it seemed they had a good turnout Saturday night yeah, at New Smyrna. Yeah, there was. There was. There was a very good turnout. Very good. And, and I don't just know out of curiosity, was, who knows was... what kind of turnout there was at DeSoto this week? Well, did you hear? Have you heard anything? I don't know. Okay. I'd have to compare, you'd have to compare maybe Charlotte County. Oh no, I'm just I'm just curious because we have in the past several shows talked about the decreasing people in the grandstands. Well, and that's yeah, why but I was the Governor's Cup is a whole different thing, and like. Yeah, New Smyrna. You knew Smyrna on its regular if, night. If it hadn't have been for the crowd, and, and Billy, you've seen this. If yeah. if if it hadn't have been as cold as it was, mm-hmm. if it had been say a twenty degree warmer kind of day, which happens sometimes, yeah. there would have been even like those side grandstands. Mm-hmm. Those would have been full too. We've seen that in yeah. the past. I mean, yeah, the the Governor's Cup always tends to bring a lot of people around. It's just a uh, 
you know, it's just something that's been going on for, well, that was the 43rd running, right? That's right. correct, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it, you know, everybody just knows it's always in the end of November, and it's, a, and, it's a, and it's a very exciting race, almost always an exciting race. Now, Billy, how did that extreme cold weather uh, affect your driving? Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, it made it a lot more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's a darn hot. <laughs> feel it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not sweat, you're not, sweat's not pouring in your eyes the whole time, but, uh, no, um, you know, I don't, I'm pretty much one of them drivers that I always conserve the car till the very end of the race. I, um, I, I don't really change my driving style for, for the, the extreme heat into the cold. Um, I, I just am all, you know, the, the last lap is what pays the money and that's the one that I'm trying to, to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, 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 as far, it changes my setup a lot. That's a, that's what I was wondering because I figure it has the, the the temperature has to affect the car in some degree that you would have to change something. Yeah, yeah, it definitely changes my setup and stuff. I backed off a lot on the on the the wedge in the car. Um, I use more of the shock. Backed off, or backed off some on the sway bar too, um, and and that tends to, you know, I tend I, I tried to free the car up with with some things and then I tightened it back up with a little bit of other stuff, planning on the weather being a little tight. You know, making the track tighter too. What about what about tires? Does the, does the that cold, the forty degree temperature affect where you have to change the pressure in the tires? Um, well, my tire guy, he I have a tire guy that's really awesome. Um, he he's been with me since Pro Cup, and um, he does a lot of that stuff. But he, I think he sets the bleeders a little bit lower for the cold weather um, than he does the 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 hot weather, mm-hmm. and, uh, which uh, I guess he, he's just figuring. You know, with the cooler weather, they're not going to they're they're not going to build up as much temperature and as much heat, but we were still getting like 220 degree tire temperatures, which is still pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. You, they, run, a, it, you run conventional setup or uh, soft? I'm, I'm on a soft deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I had um, I actually had a, a 600 pound spring in the right rear of my car with that was slam full as many spring rubbers as could fit in the spring and and that ha- that right rear spring has more rate in it than than all three of my other springs combined <laughs> so i'm definitely on the, the the big 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 right rear and soft stuff in the front did you make any uh big jumps with your uh, pitch strategy uh yeah actually i did it was qualifying 15 i had i had planned on short pitting um uh-huh. and then once we got into the race the thing was so good Especially on the long runs, it was just oh man, it was awesome on the long runs. Um, I just decided, you know what? I'm, I you know, I think by the time the pit came around, anyway, I got up into fifth place, um, and I decided, well, I've I've made it to the top five. There's no need for me to short pit, so I'm just going to go when the leaders go. And my my crew really did an awesome job. I I came in fifth and went out fifth, and uh, I thought that that was, you know, for, we we don't you know we don't hardly race that much, so. For them guys to come off, of, you know, come from home and and jump in there to uh, to the to the governor's stuff and and make a pit stop like that. And that was, that was awesome. And that was one of the things that was really impressive to watch for me. Just you know how fast you know these guys were moving in the pits and how well coordinated they they were working together and getting everything going. You know, you watch you know NASCAR races and those guys who do that for a living. You know, that is all they do. Yeah, and and the, there were there were teams out there in the pits that were you know equally, you know, yeah, equaling the NASCAR guys, and that was really neat to be able to watch that. Yeah, and especially for our style cars, because our style cars aren't 
designed to do pit stops, especially mine. I have a wide five style hub uh, and yeah. for, for my type. Of, and I didn't, I don't, I don't have the hats on mine. I don't have nothing to help the guys. And for them to do that, it was, I was really impressed with them. I didn't even hardly have time to take a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was so fast. It was incredible. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do if I went to a race like that. CC, I'd have to borrow somebody else's crew and pit when everybody else didn't. <laughs> 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 we'd we'd assemble a crew for you. We'd get you a team. We we do we do rent a crew. <laughs> What's next up for Billy Mowry? I, I remember that was one of the toughest things, you know, to run any of those two hundred lap races if they were running a, a real, you know, a real pit stop, you know, because most of the late model races, um, you know, they do a, a half time and nobody loses position as long as you can get out there within ten laps of the, you know. Hey, yeah. hey Billy, you, you yeah. had a great weekend at, at New Smyrna with the Governor's Cup. What is up next for you? Well, I'm uh, I'm waiting to find out what they, they're going to do with all these rules. Um, I hear lots of rumors and stuff. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and I, I'm pretty much waiting to see what they're going to do. Um, I, I'm a, I don't mind traveling. We, my, my family and I, we all enjoy traveling. So, um, you know, you can see us at some of the big races up in the north or um, – you know, we want, I know I want to go to that South uh, Georgia Motorsports Park. I want to try to run a race there. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just going to try to hit whatever big races we can hit. I, we're, that's what we enjoy. We enjoy the big races and, the, and, and that type of stuff. So we'll probably hit a lot of those big ones and, uh, and, and go from there. Okay. Well, it's been so, so much fun having you on the show. And once again, Thank congratulations you for your third place finish at the Governor's Cup. And Thank just, you. you know, have a great holiday season and the best of luck with your racing in 2009. All right. Thank you. You guys too. See you, Billy. Bye bye. All right. Take it easy. Bye bye. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay. You know, and, and uh, speaking of South Georgia Motorsports Park, they had the big race up there, uh, the CRA sanctioned race on Sunday. And, um, Justin Drotty, uh, won it. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Augie Grill was trying to catch him, but um, Justin uh, from Florida, of course, won the race. And uh, um, he will be on uh, trackside tonight with uh, Joe Lineberry, Billy the Kid, and uh, and the gang over there at at, uh, at that deal. And uh, we'll have that on Real Racing USA in our archives tomorrow. Um, we're going to take a break now, guys, we'll take, and we're okay. going to come back with uh, Dwaynester. Dwayne Anderson. What do you think? Okay. What do Sounds you think? good. We'll be back on Inside Florida Racing. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, Look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the brake man. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calipers are the only calipers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. 
The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to call The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. I'm Gary LaPlante, owner of the Florida Sun Coast Outlaw Street Stocks. You're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. Fast Car is Florida Racing. New Smyrna Speedway, Orlando Speed World, and Columbia Motorsports Park are where the action is. Sunbelt Super Late Model Series, Goodyear Challenge Series Late Models, Fast Car Pro Trucks. Fast Car has the most exciting traveling shows in Florida. Your racing adventure begins at www.fastcar.org. That's www.fascar.org. Here you will find links to up-to-the-minute information about all the great Fast Car racing action. NASCAR, that's Florida Racing at its best. Welcome back. It's uh, the Beatles tribute show on Inside Florida <laughs> Racing. <laughs> it took you a minute. To, you didn't know what that was. No, but. not for, first. I go from squealing tires, and I get excited because it's squealing tires, and then, then the we music. Go to, then we go to Dear Prudence. Yeah, see, I'm. I'm I bet he didn't. I'm. A, I was say, I'm a little young, so you know yeah, when right. that album came out, Jack. <laughs> um, so we have Mr. Anderson on with us. Wayne Anderson, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, and congratulations, sir, on your big win Saturday night. It was my pleasure to be there and watch you win. Well, thank you, and I appreciate y'all having me on this show. That was just a phenomenal race, and um, you know, I I, I turned uh, to my boyfriend Saturday night at about halfway through the race, and I went, "Look, it's, it's the Wayne Anderson show. He is just in control, dominant out there on that track." And it's just like you just took over and, you know, you just flew. You just flew well, with it. I, you know, I tell you, you know, I went over there and I've won the last four races they've had there. You know, I guess it's Sun, uh, Sun Belt, Bright House, Combined or whatever. And I really felt good going into the 200 lapper this weekend because the last three weeks my car has been getting a little better and a little better. And uh, I feel like right now I'm, you know, I'm on top of my game. And it, and it showed. And we did our homework and we worked hard and, and the guys had good pit stops, and it just happened to, to be my night. It really was. The, the pit stops were just amazing to watch. And th- that was the f- that was a first-time experience for me to be at a big track like that and to attend the Governor's Cup. And I was just really impressed by, you know, by your crew and, and everybody's crew, just how, well, you know, well-organized and coordinated and how fast you guys were when you went into the pits there. Well, it's, it's a little bit different, and, you know, the floor, and down here, we don't really do much of the live pit stops anymore, and just luckily, I went to Nashville for the uh, All-American 200 there, you know, a couple weeks ago, so our guys got a little bit of practice, so, like I say, I went in this race, I felt very confident, uh, showed in qualifying, and it showed in the race, and, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's my third Governor's Cup, I'm very proud of that, I looked at the names who have won it, uh, Ed House won it four times. Bobby Gills won it three times. I think Jimmy Copes won it three or four times. So, you know, 
for me to win it three times, I feel very good about it. And uh, it's just a shame that the Sun Belt Series has kind of come to an end. Well, actually, um, we have to correct you on we're, that. We're going to talk about that later on tonight, but um, you know. Actually, we might as well talk about let's it now. Let's talk about it now, uh, Jack. Let's I, let's tell Wayne all the I talked details. To, uh, I talked to to Don Neron this afternoon, and uh, uh, he said that uh, uh, the Sun Belt Series will will uh, continue next year. It just will not be fast car sanctioned. And um, he talked about some of the some of the other tracks that uh, you know. I think there's going to be some additional tracks that ha- haven't been uh, see, seen that that kind of show um, lately. Um, are going to probably be brought back into the game. Well, what's, what tracks are they? Well, he's he's feel pretty confident about uh, <laughs> being able to. Uh, uh, Bobby Deal was pretty positive about uh, having uh, working with Don to to bring some shows down there. Oh, that would be great. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me what I think I'm hearing? Yeah, man, I, I told you it's 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 amazing, isn't it? Uh, Deal on the road, that just don't sound right. I know it's amazing. <laughs> No, let me tell you something. It, I think racing has come full circle, and you know if Bobby Deal and Don Neron are working together, that's just. Let me say something. People have bad things to say about Bobby Deal. Have a lot of bad things about Don Neron. Believe me, I've been at odds with both of them. Yes, sir. But you know, but you know what? Down deep in their heart, they're out for the racer. They really want to promote late model racing. Some of them, you, you think one does it a little better than the other, but all in all, if we're a racer. They've looked out for the racer to try to give us, you know, big races to come to. And, you know, like I say, I've had my differences with both of them. But if they're out there trying to get us, you know, I race for a living. So if they're out there trying to promote a race for us to run 100 lap or 125 lap or 200 lap or whatever it is, I think as racers, we really need to take a hard look at that and, and try to support them. Absolutely. Wayne, uh, congratulations, by the way, uh, on the uh, – Winning the Governor's Cup this year, I think of all your wins this year, that's probably, uh, you know, one of the biggest ones for sure. Um, what do you think is the answer? Uh, well, you know, not going to get the answer, but what do you think is a, is a good way to approach this uh, late model deal? You know, I'm sure you saw the thing that John sent out and, you know, late model series coming to an end. You know, Don Darone, he'll keep that thing going and uh, maybe he'll get something going with Bobby. Do you think that's the answer, or do you think each of these tracks should focus on a couple of good late mile races a year and the other tracks work with them? Well, yeah, I'm I'm probably in between that, Rob. I, I honestly think that uh, I heard Inverness is looking at racing the first of the month. That's a rumor I've heard having a 75 lapper for late miles. I've heard that Auburndale wanted to work with them and maybe take the second week of the month. I've heard Bobby Deal talking about taking the third week of the month. Then uh, I've heard rumblings of New Smyrna running uh, a Friday-Saturday show at the end of the month. If they do that, if they could all get together and do that, that is that is great for the late model racer and great for us fans too. But but you got you, you got to understand though, us as racers can't be greedy. If we're only going to the racetrack and we're only producing 13 cars, us as racers ain't doing our job either. Mm-hmm. The promoters are you know we can look at it and we can put the blame on them going well they're just not promoting. Well, maybe that's so, but at the same time, maybe I ought to be calling you, Rob, and going, hey, man, you going to bring your car off? And, hey, let's go out here and support Bobby here. Let's go out here and support Don. No matter what the differences we've had over the last five years, ten years, right now with the economy the way it is and the way racing structured, we're in trouble right now. 
And I think we all got to get together and, and, uh, and maybe sit down and have a meeting and check our egos at the door and say, hey, what can we do to make this happen? And do I want to run a 75-lapper at Citrus and then go the next week run a 75? No, I'm not all into that. But at the same time, we can't ask them to run a 125-lapper and pay a purse that's a little outrageous and supply 12 cars. So we can't do that either. So, you know, I think there's, there's got to be some common ground between the late model racer and the promoter. And I think that we've got to consider ourselves partners with them, and they got to consider us partners. And I don't know the answer to all of it. It's easy to sit back in Monday morning quarterback. But at the same time, we need, we got to do something. We're, we're in trouble. We're losing tracks. Uh, we're losing uh, touring series. I'm, I, I don't know where we're headed, but I think we all got to unite here and try to make this thing uh, survive. Well, Wayne, you know, I think if if we if we could have a 26 car count like you did um, at the Governor's Cup, you know, once a month at these various tracks, um, you know, with the the late models, I I think that would start bringing the fans back in droves because they know they're going to see a real good race with some real racing in it, and um, you know, and I got to tell you, the Governor's Cup, you know, was phenomenal in. I was just sort of wondering, was you as you were there and you already had the history of winning there twice before, um, you know, what what was going through your head and, you know, mentally about getting prepared to, to drive in that race? And then on top of that, the weather conditions, how did that affect you also? Because it was cold. The weather conditions couldn't be any better for a racer. I can tell you that from inside the race bar, but. But just getting ready for it. There's, there's a few races that I look at every year that I consider important races to me. Mm-hmm. I look at the Clyde Hart Memorial. That's important to me. The, the, James, the Powell Memorial, whether it's dirt or asphalt, that's important to me. The Governor's Cup. I looked at Nashville. There's, there's uh, I don't know, maybe I'm missing one or two. But, but there's about half a dozen races a year that, that are what I consider important races. The Marion Edwards Memorial. It's a shame it was a 75-lapper, but that, as a kid growing up, I've seen Bob Seneker, Dick Trickle, Ed Howe, all of them come to Hylia Speedway mm-hmm. to run the Marion Edwards Memorial. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think there's some races that, is, for me personally, that mean something to me, and I think I list them off. But, you know, getting prepared, I, I, I prepare the same whether I'm going to a 75-lapper or I'm going to a 200-lapper. Nothing really changes. Well, so, you know, Wayne, over the last, uh, what, 10 or 11 years, um, I mean, you've been, obviously now you, you have been the dominant guy at the Governor's Cup, winning three races. Um, you know, the the quality of the competition, the number of cars, has been pretty good over the last 10 or 12 years at New Smyrna, since, especially since they brought it back. And, and, you know, once Don got involved, I think that helped a lot. Um, you know, I, I think that had, had something to do with it coming back. But... Um, it's been pretty good competition out there at that at that race every year for the last decade. Yes, yes, it has. Yes, it has. You know, uh, th- there's several things. I, mean, I, I could take I could take your whole show and run off a bunch of bunch of things and reasons and stuff about races and rules and motor packages. I can tell you it all. But I, I think I think I know what you guys are going to ask me. There's three things that I think need to be looked at real hard. Number one, the spec motor program. When I, I was the one of the biggest ones that thought that. You know that, and I know that. Mm-hmm. When I looked at 75% of the field, 75% of the field at spec motors, I looked at it as I was the minority. Hey, quit complaining. 
just get on board. That's what I did. And since I've got that spec motor, I've won every single time I've been in the car, except the very first time it blew up. But, I mean, I've won, I think, six out of seven, whatever you want to call it. Do I think it's right? Not necessarily. I think that the spec motor ought to weigh the same as a steelhead motor. There's no reason why a steelhead Chevy motor in the late mile series should have to weigh this should uh, weigh 50 pounds more than spec i think that's absurd number two all these racetracks around here i don't believe we ought to everybody ought to be on a different tire i don't i can't i can't understand and i understand it from a promoter side but bobby deal on good years auburndale citrus maybe mccrary's maybe good years new Smyrna hoosiers that's the biggest joke that i think we've got right now we all need to be on the same tire I, and, and i don't know how i don't know every time i think we're getting close to all these tracks and being the same it seems like we get farther apart. That's an issue. Everybody be on the same tire. The third issue is is these bodies. Okay, I'm not a I'm not sold on the ABC body, and I'm not sold on the old dirt car style bodies we used to run. But I think when they had the referee come out, I think if your car runs through that referee, your overhang, your roof height, your tread width, your spoiler height, if your car goes through that referee, then by golly, that's good enough to race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think exactly. I think the ABC body when it come out for touring series is the way to go. Mm-hmm. For short track racing in the state of Florida, I do I disagree. I think if you can roll through that referee, by golly, bring your race car and let's race. Well, let me ask you this: How, Don't you think it's important that we have a touring series for for the guys here in Florida? I mean, there's a lot of guys who like to tour around the tracks who can't afford to go racing in the you know the big races all over the country in the South. But they can afford to race in Florida. Don't you see there? Don't you think there's a need for that? I, I would. Uh, one year ago, I'd have told you yes. Uh-huh. Point right now, I'm gonna tell you no. I'm gonna tell you why. Why? The Sun Belt Series. You tell me how many people went in that whole, every race this year. Four. I can name you four drivers that went. Uh-huh. And Tim Russell, Colangelo, Brian Finney, Matt Bowers. Yeah. The only four cars went to every race. Uh-huh. So why in the hell are we gonna run a touring series with four guys that are gonna support it? Do I agree with you that uh, one guy can go to one track and maybe go to that race or something? Yes. Yeah. But I would rather see these tracks go and say, hey, listen, I'll run a 75-lap or 100-lap or whatever we have to do. Right. Unite with everyone and do it that way than have a touring series. I ain't looking for no damn point money. I'm beyond that. Let's, sure. let's, let's put it back in the purse. Let's put some incentives to get somebody out there. This well, let me thing, talk I think, about that. Oh, Talk about the purse a little bit, you know. We, me and you have talked about it several times, you know, that it's, it needs to be something needs to be done about it. But what what could be done about the purse to get um, my caliber of racer there, and then also make your caliber of racer happy um, with your end? What, well, what, are you, what are you willing to settle with? Okay, let me let me turn the turn the tables on you a little bit. I don't think Bobby Deal's purse is bad at all. It was a hundred laps, not one hundred twenty-five for three thousand to win. Paid uh, three hundred to start. I think that was a perfect payout. Is it a little heavy? I've seen Bobby Deal have to write me a check sometimes from uh, from his own personal uh, checkbook to cover that purse. Do I think that's right? I feel bad when I leave there because well, I hey, those, days done, those days are Those days are done, though, Wayne. That's what I'm getting at. Is that the the, the top of the purses are going to change because these guys don't have any more money. They're broke that's, and, and are you going to still come to races when they say, hey, 
I'm only going to be able to pay two thousand to win because to get other people to come, I got to pay five hundred to start. Well, I tell you what, Rob, I'm, I will be there, and I have been there now at New Smyrna for the seventy-five lappers paying two thousand. Do I like it? No, but here's the way I feel about it. I feel it ought to be something in stone. There should be a. I, I've said several times to several different people, there ought to be an A plan, a B plan, a C plan. Hey, if we got twenty cars and under, I can understand a two thousand to win purse. But by right. golly, if we got twenty six race cars there, I don't see it. I don't see a two thousand dollar purse. I see it to be, a, you know, hey, advertise that race a seventy five lapper. But you know what? If there's twenty five or more cars there, guess what? We're going to run tonight, folks. You're going to get something extra. We're not charging you no more no more money at the back uh, pit gate. But we're going to run a hundred laps tonight or one hundred twenty five laps tonight and pay three thousand to win for these for the drivers. Right. Give them something instead of taking something away all the time. Give us something if we do come to that racetrack and support it. If I call you and I call Brian Finney and I call Tim Russell and I call somebody from uh, Bain Skinner from Lake City or whatever, if I if I call them guys and get them to come and and, and us as racers unite and bring them cars to the track, by golly, pay, give us something for doing that. If we get twenty five cars there, then don't then pay that purse. But sounds good to me. I understand it. I thought we don't if we can't as drivers help them people promote. Then you know what? Then then I need to race for for, for two thousand to win for seventy five laps. Now and let's I, say that we get all the cars there, and then and then the, they can't get the fans in the stands, and then how hey, do that, they pay the let bill? Me, let me tell you something. That's when I turn the tables on them and go, "That's your problem." Well, and that's and that's when the race the race the the race tracks need to plan on running advertising. They need to get. You know, use the local radio stations, use local newspaper, and get the word out. Let all the you you have to let more than that. You have a fan base at each track, and those those people are almost always going to be there weekend after weekend. You got to get the word out to the other people in the community to draw them in. But you know, here, here's 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 something else, Steph. You know, in all honesty, some of these racetracks have have run run these big races in the ground. Maybe we've raced a little too much. Maybe we need to yes. get, maybe as fans yes. maybe as fans they need to week off to get to, to regroup. You know, instead of shoving another race down their throat, maybe they need to take a week and regroup. Hey, I, I if if I worked a forty hour a week and got uh let's say I make ten dollars an hour on a four hundred dollar a week by the time they take taxes out, I can't take a family of four to Saturday night to the races for a hundred dollars yeah. and spend a hundred bucks to get my family in. That's it, Wayne. And listen, and you know what? The, the track owners, if you talk to them, now listen, they can't all sit, but some of them that we've talked to, I guarantee you there is not anything that they do in their lives that they do once a month and spend that kind of money like people spend at their racetrack. Okay? In order, in order to get a track owner to spend that kind of money, you know what kind of entertainment you'd have to show them? And, and they don't see that. You know, they don't realize the entertainment. I will say one thing, one one other thing here, and I'll leave it alone. Every Blizzard race has been run at Pensacola this year, this year. The week before, I've had somebody from that racetrack call me and Amen. or invite right. me to come up there. Yeah. I can't honestly tell you that every race that racetrack that I've ran at this year, they've called and invited me. But I can tell you from Pensacola, they have. There you well, go. So you there. So, 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 so Wayne. But I'm saying to you, I haven't. But that's a simple thing a track not, can do. And I'm not knocking Don Narone, but Don Narone ain't never called and invited me to go to his first Sun Belt race this year. And you know what? And that's he a si- doesn't do that. He says he doesn't need to do that. Well, I I, I, I beg to differ there. 
And, you know, that's a simple thing, guys, that the track owners can do that's not going to cost them anything to pick up the phone and start calling you, y'all. Yeah, so, Wayne, uh, shifting the gears back here, I know you got another uh, appointment you got to take care of tonight. So uh, are you going to... Uh, are you are you going to go try to get number four next year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's as long as I'm capable, uh, I'm I'm going to be over there. And you know, I want to I want to take a minute though and thank a few people while I have this opportunity. You know, my car owner Larry Calabrese say that times are tough out there, economy stuff, but he has not shortcut my race in one bit, and I couldn't have won that race the other night without the help and support that I get from him, his family. All of them, and there's just you know there's a lot of people that that put a lot of time in. Rob knows from the racing side of it. A lot of guys come over here and give me a lot of help every evening, leading up to these races that I never get to thank them for, and I couldn't have done it without them. So there's a lot of people that that helped me win that race. Yeah, Wayne Anderson won it, but I won it as a group. Uh, there was a lot of people behind me that made me win that race, and and I got to take a minute there just to say that you know I couldn't have done it without them. But uh, you know it, it was it was a great night. Billy Mallory running third, man, what a run. The last two races, I think I ran uh, five or ten laps side-by-side side with him at Lakeland. He finished fourth, and I ran fifth. I mean, he's uh, he seems to be coming into his own a little bit. What a what a great job by him the other night. And Tim Russell hung in there, ran second, won the points. I hate it for Colangelo, but, you know, it's his first year. So, you know, Tim Russell's been racing for quite a while now. So, you know, their time's coming. So, I, I you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people that ran good the other night, and it's just a... Uh, it's a shame they didn't, you know, they're not getting recognized like I am. Yeah. Hey, Wayne, if um, listeners want to find out more about you and your racing schedule, where can they go online? Because when I Googled your name to find your uh, homepage, it was one from 2004 that hadn't been updated. Well, it's just getting I'm glad you said that because it's at wayneanderson.com, and it's just getting ready to be renewed for 2008. It's just so hard for me. But what I do, I'm not a computer person, so I have to have somebody take care of that for me. But I think I'm just getting ready to have somebody handle that all next year for me, so they'll know the dates that I'm going to run. And, and also, I'm see, he's got to—he wins too much. See, he's got to have somebody <laughs> that can change his website all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, you know what I'm looking. Well, for? there's plenty of talented teenagers out there that are really good with computers that can help you out. <laughs> well, I tell you what, but oh, you know, well. I'm looking—I'm looking for 2009. I think my son's going to do quite a bit more late model racing. I got him the car I won with, but uh, Marion Edwards is his car for next year, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. We'll do a lot of that next year. I think you'll see my son's name out there a little bit more. Oh, well, wonderful. Once again, congratulations on your win at the Governor's Cup, and thanks you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule and joining us tonight on Inside Florida Racing. Hey, thank you so much. Talk to you all later. Thanks, Bye-bye. Wayne. Bye-bye, buddy. Yeah, I talked okay. to uh, I talked to Don Narone over at, at New Smyrna Speedway at we talked for a while about the uh, Sunbelt Series. We remember when we were interviewing Robert Hart, Robert Hart made the point that they, you know, he was not going to be continuing to uh, to be involved with the, the Touring Series. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, that included Sunbelt. And, um, you know, Don wants to continue to, he wasn't sure, he told me today that, you know, it was still going to keep the same name, Sunbelt uh, Super Late Model Series just won't be fast car sanctioned. Um, he does want to, and one thing, and I think he's right about this, is that there's too many races. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's that's there's too many super late model races, and uh, yeah. I think I, I, I don't see why I don't see why that um, why why don't they take a little bit of time off of this? The economy's bad, okay, for one. So 
this isn't a time to start a traveling series. And basically, without Robert Hart being behind it, it's going to be a different series. And it takes a lot of sponsorship behind a series to really make it good. So uh, maybe that's what he's talking about. He's, maybe he's not talking about doing immediately, is he? Uh, well, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's uh, November of 2008, and, uh, you know, there's a long time between uh, between now and uh, March. And uh, But, 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 but uh, Bobby Deal has uh, expressed... Uh, an interest in talking with Don about it, and they have some some uh, some mutual things that that make it make it, make it make sense. Uh, now that Don has a racetrack, Columbia Motorsports mm-hmm. Park up there, and and Bobby has a track. These guys are both uh, have have backgrounds of, of running touring series, and they they have some things that are in common. Um, he felt confident that uh, you know he could work with uh, Sapricone at Desoto, and uh, he also mentioned uh, Auburndale Speedway and. Uh, I don't see why, yep. Jack. They couldn't so, each have two races. Each of them have two races, and that be the traveling series. You know, they get this thing set up. Um, I don't. I don't know why there has to be a late model race every month at every track, and sometimes two times a month. Super late models is too. It's too much. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's it's too much. I think if each one, like I used to, like I said, Sunshine Speedway, they used to run. Late models every night. They'd run like what a 35 lap feature or something. All right, but they only ran two 100 lappers or one 125 lap races. Two of them a year. That's it. And uh, I always said that if each track ran two races and they worked together and made a series out of it and got some point money together somehow during those two races, um, that would be a great traveling series. Well, you know, there's a lot more, Rob. There's a whole lot more to this that that you know, obviously we can't can't solve all this. But but the thing is, is there's a lot more to it than just cars and scheduling. You know, you're not going to have a successful touring series unless you have some some. You take a professional approach to yeah. not only marketing the races themselves, but the media associated with mm-hmm. it, the promotion. It's a whole package. And if you don't, in today's world, I don't care how long you've been around racing. If you don't put those things as part of the package, you're not going to have a slam band series. It just isn't going to work. Now, Jack, what what does it mean to the series if they're no longer affiliated with Fast Car? Well, Robert Hart owns the fast car mm-hmm. sanctioning body. That means that if, like, like Rob said, he won't have those resources. The resources are gone. more Right, exactly. But uh, can't afford, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on another note, Rob, uh, are you going to be uh, attending the David Rudiman's uh, golf outing? Well, I can't go to the golf the golf tournament, but I'd like to go to the auction on the night before. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I, I can't go to, I can't go well, to this thing. I'm going to leave the county. This weekend, um, uh, David Rudiman will be at East Bay Raceway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, as Saturday a matter of fact, yeah, and, uh, it's Saturday night. They got the, the big show over there. He'll be over there. And, uh, was it that the, the, the turkey gobbler race? Yeah. Or, yeah. And, uh, in January, we're going to be doing some things up there at, uh, at East Bay, uh, beginning in January, uh, Rick Angie's been working with Todd Hutto on uh, some of the logistics. But I think we're going to have a maybe a some sometime a Tuesday night or Thursday night or whatever. The details haven't been worked out, but we're going to have a, a live show, not an inside Florida racing show, but uh, one of our just a, a show that we do from East Bay, where we have some national guests plus some local Florida guests and uh, 
have maybe the restaurant open. And, mm-hmm. uh, now, will it only cover dirt, or will we cover oh, both? Oh, dirt, asphalt, okay. whatever. Yeah, sure. But uh, we're going to do some stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, Other things coming in January. Yes. In January, uh, we will be um, um, acknowledging a driver for a Lifetime Achievement Award. That will be happening in January. As well as January means that's when we name the Pandora Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Year. And that's also when the uh, Carnac.com Best of the Best Awards will be handed out. Also will be in January. And you can go to the fan forum at Carnac.com and uh, look for Best of the Best. And you can go ahead and nominate um yeah, what Jane best of the best categories. Yeah, what Jane Smith and Carol Wicks are are doing, they're leading the charge with this. Is we've done this many times in the past over the years. The last couple of years, Karnak hasn't been doing that um, for different reasons, but um, they're really taking that. They're getting a lot of nominations. People can nominate, mm-hmm. send it, go to the message board, get in touch with Jane Smith or Carol Wicks, and nominate uh, people for the various categories. And then beginning on December the 1st, throughout the month of December, people will be able to vote online uh, for uh, the people in the various categories and then the awards that mm-hmm. be given out. At the we'll do that in January. We'll, we'll plan some big event to do that. Um, also, um, hey, listeners, please, please, please think about a driver that you think deserves to be our November Driver of the Month and send us an email um, and telling us about that driver. We we have received a really nice um, long letter email uh, um, about a driver that would uh, somebody nominated to be considered, and we're looking for more. And it's really easy. You can um, I'm more than happy to receive your emails at cc at wikx.com. That's c e c e at wikx.com. Because, you know, come uh, the first show in December, we will be announcing the November Driver of the Month. And we really need your input because we're only three people here, and it's really hard to keep track of every race, every track, every driver in the state of Florida. So we're speaking looking for your email, input on that. Uh, speaking of emails, uh, I got an email, you know, when uh, we had John Saffercone on from uh, a listener um, under the name Brock and Brock. And I really don't know this person, you know. I I don't think that I do, or um, he, he never signed any of his emails any other way but Brock. But I got an email from his wife today that he passed away on Friday. So that's a sad note. Um, you know, one of our listeners passed away on Friday, somebody that actually used to take their time to send us, you know, comments and questions. So uh, he'll be missed. And uh, Dave, uh, we got a call uh, while we were uh, interviewing uh, one of the guests earlier. We got a call from uh, Dave Westerman, just wanted us to yeah. know that he finally, uh, Dave can never listen to our shows live because he can't get, um, he doesn't have internet connection except at work. Mm-hmm. So he was, uh, he finally has figured out how to listen to the show. He was just called us to let us know he was listening from work because he has to work late on. Well, what's happening, Dave Westerman? So, uh, Hello, Dave. we're going to take a break and come back. Okay. We, we, we're going to talk to, uh, we got uh, Logan Bordeaux, the uh, fast car truck champion. Talk to Rick Bristol for a few minutes. Shane Williams, the Ocala late model champion. And, and Ryan, he's got quite a story to tell about that. And Ryan Pancos, and Ryan Pancos will be with him. So uh, stick around. Don't go too far. We'll be back in just a minute on Inside of Florida. Hi, I'm Rob Partolo, driver of the 93 ASA late model. And you're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. 
No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Show the men Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Inside Florida Racing's Beatles Tribute Night here, and uh, we are having so much fun. We hope you are having a good time, too. And, Rob, we have our next guest on the line. Please welcome to Inside Florida Racing. It is Logan Bordeaux. Logan, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Now, don't get too excited, man. Now, here's the deal. You are the 2008 Fast Car uh, Pro Truck Advance Auto Parts Pro Truck Series Champion. All right, congratulations! He right. doesn't sound you. very excited. Yeah, where's the excitement? Oh, right. well, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how long have you been? How long have you been racing the Pro Truck? Um, this is my second season. Last year was my rookie season, and I ended up getting the Rookie of the Year and got six in points last year. I have to ask, how old are you? Seventeen. Seventeen and is the champion. Congratulations! Thank you. Not bad for your second year. Oh yeah, definitely not bad. I was very happy with this season. Go ahead, Rob. Where where do you live at? Um, Apopka, Florida. So uh, you're still in high school? Yes, this is my senior year at Lake Brantley. So tell tell us about this this championship. Like, uh, take us through the year. How how did it work? How did you do? You know, how how did you get this championship? Well, we started out really good the first couple of races, and we're just staying consistent. And uh, towards the last probably, I'd say, five races, we uh, just really started picking up our game. We started testing more and just really trying to work every week on getting the car better and faster. And I think we were sitting, like, fourth in points with, like, four races left. And uh, we ended up winning, I think, uh, at Columbia and then at Orlando. And that kind of put us out in front And for our last race of the year, the 100-lapper. All they had to do was actually start the race, so I uh, chose to start last and just take the green flag to make sure that I would finish the first lap, and after that we went racing, and we ended up with a top-five finish for that race, too, and so we sealed the deal for the championship. Wow, amazing. Um, you know, that's that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment for um, just being 17 years old. What were you racing before you moved up to the pro trucks? Well, I started racing quarter minutes. Um, at New Smyrna and the old Apopka track when I was five. 
And I kind of got out of that when I was about eight and just basically just focused on baseball and football and played freshman football. And then I actually injured my ankle. So I didn't want to play football anymore because I didn't want to hurt it again. So my dad bought me a Mustang and I raced junior stocks at Orlando. I raced uh, like the last six races of the year and won five out of six. So going into the next season, we ended up buying a pro truck and we got rookie of the year and ended up getting six in points. So after that, this year we just kind of went full bore. We got another truck and uh, we went for the New Smyrna Points Championship and the local or and the state series championship and we ended up winning both this year and had a great season. You know, Rob, there is a very famous country singer who hails from Apopka. Oh, yeah. John Anderson. Really? For, he does that big song, Seminole Wind. Yeah, and um, I've had the pleasure of meeting John, and he's a great guy. And I've actually you know, been to a Apopka. That's a nice little town. I did not know that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, you know, I work in country radio, so I have these little <laughs> bits of information stored in my brain. Now, now, Logan, um, coming up the weekend of December 5th and 6th is the big charity truckers race with the pro trucks and the fast trucks. Are you going to be racing in it? I really actually want to race in it. Um, I didn't get to race in it last year. We had a family Disney trip because I have two little sisters. So uh, this year I really want to race in it, but I'm trying to convince my mom and dad because we're trying to sell our trucks right now to go late model racing. So they're kind of trying to hold off on that, and they don't really want to. So wait, you want to get out of the trucks and go to late models? Yes, I want to go to limited late models next year. Oh, interesting. Really start spending that money. (laughs) Oh yeah. My next question is uh, what what your uh, next move was going to be and uh, what your future plans are. Well, I, I have a late model right now, but we just we're still in the process of building it. So we're going to try to sell both trucks, and if we sell both of them, we're definitely going to go full on and try to race the late model. But if we still have them, or even just have one, we're going to do um, any big truck races we have next year and try to do some limited racing here and there and try to go for rookie of the year and then the season after that go for the points championship so you want to see a uh, late model touring series don't you oh yeah i definitely want to i heard we're not going to have them but it doesn't matter as long as we still get to race it doesn't matter but i would definitely like to have a touring series what would your home track be um new smyrna that's my home track okay well you got you got plenty of tracks close by there you know at least two of them right they're close to each other Oh, yeah. Orlando and New Smyrna are definitely... New Smyrna are mostly my home track, but I go to Orlando a lot, too. That's where I started racing my Mustang and my junior stock to move up to New Smyrna. So they're both definitely very important. Well, you know, I hope you can hold on to that truck long enough to be at the uh, Charity Truckers 200 because i like to see you up there racing on December 6th because I'm going to be up there for the race. And uh hope you're going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, me too. I really hope I make it out there, and we'll see how it goes. Well, we wish you, you know, the best of luck in 09, whether it be in the pro trucks or in your late model. You just, uh, you know, enjoy the holiday season and, you know, the best the best for you in 09 and with your racing. Thank you very much. All right, Logan. Take it easy, Logan. All right. Thanks, Logan. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, the 2008 Fast Car Advanced Auto Parts Impressive. Pro Truck Champion. 17 years old. Yeah. We had him on the show earlier. I think you spoke with him earlier, like early in the year. Like early in the year? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Was he, was he just as excited then? <laughs> hey, Rob. Hey, yeah. not everybody not, can not everybody can be as outgoing and enthusiastic as um, some of us. Well, I mean, if you're, 
You work hard to be a champion in any of them classes, and let me tell you what, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Oh, I know, but hey, you know, some look, people get really shy when they're right. doing now, something like this. That's right. Now, there are people who still come from the Dave Pletcher School. No, we wouldn't have been able to understand it. <laughs> give, us, give us what it sounds like. What's it sound like, Rob? I can't say it because it always involves a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, know. well, still still to come, you know, we got Rick Bristol and Shane Williams and, of course, Ryan Pancoast. And uh, as we get our next guest on the phone, I want to go ahead and uh, wait. Did you turn my mic down? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As we... I'm back now. As we go to get our next guest on the show, just wanted to remind everyone of the wonderful company that Inside Florida Racing, um, Real Racing USA, and Kicks Country 92.9 works with to get shirts, jackets, top-notch quality caps made. It's FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. That's Fancy with an I. FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. You'll find a link to their website on the Inside Florida Racing Web page, as well as um, you'll find it on if you go to wikx.com and click on DJs, then click on my name, CC Brooks. You'll get a chance to look at my personal DJ page. There's also a link to into um, fancyworkembroidery.com there. And here's something you're going to want to think about. You're coming to the end of the year. You have your holidays. You probably have your uh, parties that you're going to do with your your racing team and your sponsors and if you're looking for some kind of nice unique gift to give your sponsors and to the, the guys on your racing team get a hold of fancyworkembroidery.com they can do everything for you and because of kind of promotional items nice jackets shirts you know polo shirts crew shirts and top-notch quality caps i gotta tell you Everybody that sees my racing caps that I have made up have all said, you know, have commented on the high quality. And uh, Fancy Work Embroidery can do that for you also. Go to FancyWorkEmbroidery.com and see what Casey Mays can help you out with today. Jack, do we have our next guest on the line? Is it none other than Rick Bristol? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Rick. Hi, Welcome. Rick. Rick. Brick. <laughs> your now, your new right. name now is Brick. All right, Brick Bristol. <laughs> all right, Brick. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are having entirely too much fun. Bring us some excitement, Mr. Brick Bristol. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, apparently Rob doesn't think uh, some people are as exciting as others. Uh, apparently. Okay, well, you better get excited, Mr. Rick Bristol. You know how to do it. You've got the outgoing personality, so let's hear about this race. <laughs> well, we're... <laughs> We're working hard. I'm uh, I'm excited. We we uh, we've been getting a bunch of phone calls in the last three or four days, and uh, a lot of guys calling to, of course, the last minute get those entries in. Uh, they have till next Sunday, the 30th, to basically get the uh, pre-entry in at 125 dollars, and then after that it goes up to 200. So uh, um, a lot of guys scrambling to last minute. A lot of phone calls, you know, going on. So uh, I think we're going to be in good shape. It's was kind of slow there at the beginning, but uh, it's picking up. It's uh, getting down to business, and uh, people are uh, people are calling. And I put out an email to find out some of the other drivers uh, in the other divisions and uh, the antique guys uh, from uh, from the Daytona Antique Racing Association. They've been they've been flooding my emails and phone calls with people that are coming. Uh, uh, I, we got cars coming from uh, from New York. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina. Wow, that's wonderful. But Rick, what is as of right now? What is your uh, truck count so far? 
We've got uh, 17 paid pre-entries right now, and I know... Of- See, don't mess around, Rick. She comes right at you. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I- I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, I've, got 10 other, I've got 10 other trucks that I've talked to that, uh, that I know for sure are planning on coming and are sending their entries. Uh, we're sending them this morning. And then um, I've heard of three or four other trucks that have told other people that I haven't directly talked to that were coming. So, you know, I... I'm expecting between 25 and 30 trucks. 38. If we have more than that, it'll be a bonus. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, what can I say? I got, hey Rob, I got, I got, many. I got spoiled at the Governor's that's Cup. What, that's what Rob's predicting. 38. 38 trucks. All right. Well, we had we had um, 36 last year. It'll be bigger than last year, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of people talking about going to that truck race. You know? Oh, great, great. That's what we want. Everybody that owns a truck needs to come. Well, it's a, it's for a great, 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 great cause. Well, it's not even just people with trucks. Anybody with with a you know with any the strictly stocks, the super stocks, the antiques, the mini cups of anybody. And then if you don't have a car that's included in the race, come because it's a gathering of people who want to have some fun together and do it for a good cause. That's what we want to do. I don't want this just to be a race. And some. Um, I want it to be a happening where people come together because they are helping somebody, and that's what we really want. Well, and somebody needs to bring two trucks because Mike Powers needs a truck. Mike Powers needs a truck. I, I had, I've got, I've got three guys that call me looking for trucks to drive. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's there's a lot of rental deals that could be going on right now. Uh, so if you got a truck, you're not planning on racing, but you're willing to rent it out. Let us know. We'll give it. We'll rent it out to somebody. Oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I am so looking forward to be there. I can't wait, Rick, to come up there. It was nice to, it was nice to meet you the other night at, at, uh, at, the, at the Governor's Cup, uh, and you guys have been talking about it. It was uh, it was really a, it was really a good night, with the exception of it being a little colder than some people can handle. Of course, I love it because I'm from the north. Bet you he was in I, shorts. Rick Bristol was still in shorts. No, no, I, I don't do that anymore, Rob. I, I'm uh-huh. I've got a little smarter. But uh, not much, but a little. Wow, and, uh, I remember some was... cold days with Rick Bristol in short. All right, Rick, I got a question for you. You're just the guy to answer this. <clears throat> okay. All right? Okay. What did you think when the Indy car <laughs> took its laps around the track? Yeah, what's up with that? Unbelievable. I'm not even gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. What I said to Jack, exactly, did... I turned to you, didn't I, Jack? And I said, this is crazy <laughs> because... Where is I said? Where is Robert Hart? Because I got yelled at this year for leaving a piece of debris on the racetrack because of insurance, and here's this guy going 100 miles an hour down the straightaway with race cars out there. Yeah, Jim Jim Jones looked at me and said, because I was I I wasn't sure what I was missing. <laughs> I thought I was missing something. I was just looking at this in wonderment. And yeah, well, I thought I thought they were just going to go around and yeah on pit road, and the next thing I know, I see it flying by, and I'm like. What are they doing? <laughs> something, something was really messed up there because I guarantee you, uh, Robert Hart didn't want anything like that going on at New Smyrna Speedway. I don't know, man. All I know is I backed up against the wall with Jeff Choquette and the drivers, and I figured, you know, you know, I'd be safe back there. I could throw, push them in front of me if something bad happened. It wasn't. You were pretty safe. It was all the late models that were sitting. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We were protected, but uh, man, it was. That's unusual. I don't. I'm sure he didn't know that was going to happen, and I'm sure somebody heard about it afterwards. Yeah, it was a it was a momentary. It was a definitely some excitement so, before the race. So anything like that going to happen at your race, Rick? 
no. <laughs> Let me say this. I've already cleared what I am have going on at my race with Robert before I even, even thought about it. We, we do have a, a truck coming from South Florida that does wheelies, and it talks to the kids. Oh, how cool. Yeah, we have that. It's something they just finished building, and he wanted to come. And then I found out this week um, we have Most Stunts Entertainment, LLC, with Chris Marino. He does he does a two-wheel deal on with a Jeep. He goes up on a ramp, gets up on two wheels, and goes around the racetrack. Oh, and neat. We're going to have that as part of our pre-race ceremony. But uh, I don't think there will be any people around. T.C., <laughs> how, how, many laps, how many laps did Mr. Hamilton make out there? Uh, it, was it was two, wasn't it? Two, it was two. two, I believe. Two. Yeah. And there was people on the race. It was kind of cool. It was kind of. It was kind of cool to see Davy Hamilton out there with the with the, oh. with the Indy car and all that. And he, he, he the feeling that would have put a beginning and an end to that little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And the smell of the fuel of that Indy car when it started cranking up. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was different. It was cool. It just wasn't. I don't think it was cool to Robert Hart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was neat to see, and we were we were we were back where if it if it would erect, it would erect into all the late models. Of course, we would have had less late models for the race. But uh, I know that's what Jeff Choquette and the guys were saying. They were saying, you know, you know, don't take out our cars. And, yeah. and by the way, Jeff Choquette is is blaming. Um, I'm kidding a little bit here, but uh, Jeff is blaming uh, his... Uh, the black cat. He's blaming it all on the, <laughs> the black, black cat. cat that run across. <laughs> well, all in all, all in all, the other night was, I, I thought, was a really good night of racing, a good crowd, and again, it was a little cold, but all in all, just uh, I thought it was a great night. Oh, it was so much fun. I think it was one of, it was one of the better races in, for the Cup. That we've had in the last ten years, I think one of the yeah, better races. It's, it's up there in the top three. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. And I, I, I had the, the fun of opportunity of hanging out in Chad Pierce's pit, and of course he drives my truck. Yeah. And uh, so we got to hang out down there with him, and uh, uh, he he had a, a really nice uh, fourth place finish. Did yes, he did. And uh, so you know we're we, I love I love Chad to death. I've known him since he was you know knee high to a grasshopper. He came to my first ever charity thing in. Uh, he, he was, uh, I think he was five, and he drove the pace cart because we, we did go-kart races at the go-kart track. So we, dad built him a little pace cart, and it had pace cart on the side, and he drove it around. I still got pictures of that. Yeah. I've watched him grow up, and he's just a great kid, and uh, having him in my truck is really cool, but uh, he, he can wheel. He, yeah, that was good. And, and you know, Travis Cope, uh, he had that, that little unfortunate incident over there, but, yeah. you know, he still had a... He came back, yeah, he came back and had a good finish, and I and actually got... I, I, Got a chance to talk to Mike uh, a little bit there when they were uh, teching at the end, and and uh, they were happy with coming back to that finish. They felt they had a little better deal than that if they hadn't got caught up in that. But uh, you know, all in all, I mean, I, I think you had some really good drivers at the top, and the, and the race had some, you know, the pit stuff made it interesting because Chad came in early, and uh, his his thing was, well, I'm going to come in early, and then that way I'll be leading when he gets. But then when it had that long green run right there in the middle. He did get the lead when everybody pitted, but he said, you know what, I'm going to be in trouble. So he came back in and put his original set of tires, or right side tires on because they, he felt that they were better and uh, he climbed back up, you know, climbed back up the fourth spot. And I think if they hadn't had the lap cars there, um, you know, they said the last five they would get the lap cars. I think they needed to do that a little bit earlier because yeah. uh, I think it messed up a little bit what it could have been a little bit better race there at the end. But all in all, great race, and uh, we're hoping to have, we're hoping to have in this 200-lap truck race something that is exciting as the first year was. Last year was a good race, 
but the first year, I, you know, three wide, um, the racing was unbelievable. We're hoping that's what happens this year, and all the races that are going to go on that Friday night, we're, we're excited about it. I think everything's coming together really, really good. And uh, Rick, are there still you know, laps available for sponsorship? Yes. Actually, I have 15 laps. Um, cool. I, I sold uh, 13 or something the other night. I have 15 left. Um, and so we're, we're still trying to do that. I, did, I do have a guy that sent me an email today that he, I'm pretty sure he said that he had sold 10, but I haven't got that confirmed yet. So we may be down to five. And, but anyways, well, I, I, I don't have any doubt I'll fill them. I've got, I've got this weekend through this week that I, you know, should be able to get everything finished up, I hope. And all the people who have sponsored laps, I'm going to try to get all that money in by the beginning of next week because I like to have all that done and in envelopes and ready to go. So. All right. Uh, Mr. Brick Bristle. <laughs> We, we've had all the excitement from you we can handle. I'm really disappointed that you aren't going to ask me how to fix the racetrack. Speaking of, you said something about Mike Cope. Did you happen to ask him about his racetrack? Actually, I don't want to start any rumors, but I did ask him about it, and there's a possibility that Rick Bristol might rent There, I knew this was coming. I knew it. Yeah, we... we uh, not, not, I'm not going to lease the track. Right. I, I'm talking to him about. want to have a race there. I'm talking about doing maybe three uh, events there next year, and, I, and me and Mike are going to get together in January and, and see if we can't work something out. But uh, yeah, I, I, I would like. I love that place. I worked up there, promoted up there, and and I love that place. And then you know he came and did a bunch of improvements. I, I really liked it. Now, and you, you know, you you did. You know, when we talked the other night. I, I had forgotten all about that you worked there with Dean Pruitt, and uh, yeah. you know that place probably as good as, as anybody else. And that's I worked with Dean. I, I started going up there with my modified deal yeah. when I was doing yep. modifieds, and, I, and that's yeah. how I met Dean, and we did two years, and then I came in there and promoted for the half a year until Mike bought the track, and then uh, and then we you know we decided to, to, to split at that particular time. But me and Mike, me and Mike have been friends, and, and I, I have a lot of respect for Mike. I, I've watched Mike race for years, and and uh, used to travel on the All Pro Series with David and Pete when back when he was racing. So we, you know, we know each other pretty well. And I think he knows that I I care about racing. So my my thing is, and rather than the thing just sitting dormant, uh, if I can go in there and maybe put together three races and we can make it where it, you know, not astronomical to try to rent the place, um, then I think we can put something together for at least three races and uh, and maybe as many as six. I, you heard it here. Hey, on Rick, Inside Florida Racing. Rick, before we have to move on real quick, please let everyone out there know how to get a hold of you if they want to sponsor a lap. Okay, the phone number is 407-497-0448, or you can email me at the world-famous rbmini68 at aol.com. Zach always makes reference to it. It hasn't changed in forever. <laughs> uh, or you can go to their website, Cars racermarketing.com and it has all the information you can give me a call from there okay but, uh, invite everybody to come i know you guys will be up there uh, with the live live broadcast going on and all the stuff you know internet thing we're we're excited about it i think it's going to be a great event and uh we're you know the biggest thing is if we can uh if we can go uh twelve thousand three hundred and seventy five dollars one dollar more than last year for lacy pate then it'll be worth everything that i've done all year long and everything that we do that that weekend. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining okay. us tonight, and I will see you on December 6th. All right. Take it easy, Rick. Bye, Rick. Bye, see you. Okay. Well, I tell you, I am getting really excited um, for that race. Can't wait. That will be my first time at Orlando Speed World, so I'm looking forward to that. 
Let's see here. Here's um, something else we want you to know about an event coming up at Charlotte County Motorsports Park on December 13th. Uh, I've been working with um, working with Wanda Robinson and Gary uh, LaPlante and Bobby Deal to put on Noise for Toys, Noise for Toys at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park December 13th. This will be a fundraising event for the Toys for Tots organization to help the families in Charlotte County who have been uh, hit really hard with all the problems with the economy. A lot of families in Charlotte County have lost jobs. So we're raising toys with the Noise for Toys, and that night on the 13th of December will be a 100-lap super late model race. It's going to be a great night of racing. And here's so it's really cool. If you bring in to the track a new unwrapped toy, you will get $5 taken off your grandstand admission. So you will save $5 for do- by donating a new unwrapped toy. Please, no stuffed animals. That is December 13th. It's called Noise for Toys. It's a super late model 100 lap race at the Charlotte County Motor Sports Park. And uh, really, if you are a super late model driver, please consider participating in this race we'd like to make it a big race for all the fans for and to be able to reward them with a top-notch race for them coming out and donating for toys for tots if you would like more information about this race or for the toys for tots program that we're doing you can either email me or you can call the racetrack at 575 race that's 941-575 race Everybody here at Inside Florida Racing want to remind you that we have all our past shows, especially the past shows with all the different track promoters. They are available for you to listen to if you missed any of them. You can get the shows on iTunes. Just do a search for Inside Florida Racing, or you can just go to the website and download the past shows. And here's something, you know, if you're a faithful listener and you know other race fans and drivers who have not tuned in to listen to the show, key them into either telling them to go to iTunes or to InsideFloridaRacing.com and listen to the past shows. And, and we think some of the most important past shows to listen to right now are the ones with the promoters. And the reason why we think this is important is because we really need to start the conversation throughout the racing community about what can be done to improve attendance at all the racetracks and as well as increasing the car counts. So let a race fan, let a driver know about Inside Florida Racing and all these past shows with the promoters. If they missed the show with Bobby Deal, if they missed the show with Robert Hart, if they missed the infamous show with John Sappercone and uh, Rob going at it, to just tell them InsideFloridaRacing.com and download the old shows um, from our archive section or iTunes. Download it right onto your iPod so you can listen to it at your convenience. So please, you know, pass it on. Inside Florida Racing, pass on um, our show information to someone you know. And hey, if you are a business person out there, you would like to advertise to fellow, you know, racing enthusiasts, you, you can get a hold of us here at Inside Florida Racing. You can be on one of our sponsors of our show. The rate's very affordable. You can uh, just, you know, send an email to Jack at Karnak at Comcast.net. Get a hold of him. He can hook you up with some great advertising packages to market to the people 
you know, to other racers and drivers. So consider that for your advertising budget for 09. And I want to say I just totally – let me turn this thing down. Rob says I got this too high. Okay. Yes. Try that now. We have – if you go to realracingusa.com, click on Dirt World. Joe and Billy uh, – Joe uh, Joe Lineberry and Billy the Kid, they mm-hmm. uh, do the uh, Dirt World show. Ev- That'd be Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt. <laughs> Every Wednesday night. But if you go there, click on Dirt World, then click on Billy's Diecast Center. There's some awesome diecasts of some of the best dirt late model drivers in oh, the wow. South from Billy's Diecast Center. And you can order right there online using credit card, PayPal, or other kinds of means. You can order your diecast oh, right there. Gift. They got Absolutely. Yeah. You got uh, Johnny Collins in there. You got Ivan and Lloyd in there. You got Scott, uh, the Scott Thompson number 38. Oh, there'd be so many that I would want, Jack. There's a How bunch. would I make up my mind? I don't know. You'll have to go decide. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan is with us right now, okay? Ryan Pancos, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. How are you guys doing? Doing really well, Ryan. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good on my way to the house. Well, you know, we received a really nice email from someone um, offering you up for a drive. For, an to admirer. Be an admirer, yes. Uh, offering you up, nominating you for uh, November Driver of the Month. So uh, you should know that there you have a big supporter out there, a big fan. I'm taking the death for it. And, um, you know, they just they they wanted us to be aware that you're more than just a driver that you've had, you know, a nice racing career, but also you're one of those guys at the racetrack that are helping out other drivers, helping them with their cars and, you know, really trying to make a track grow and series grow and be successful. I've been trying. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to hear it. And I mean, I just try to help out anybody I can, you know, it's just the way I was brought up. Well, I know you, you help out one of my favorite drivers. Yeah, I understand that. You 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 do a lot with Randy Kyle in his uh, number fourteen Thunder Truck. Yes, I do. And you you also drive it. Yeah, I, I drive the wheels off of it when I get behind it. So, um, how's it compare? Because you that's that's a Thunder Truck, but also, um, you've driven um, on dirt, right? You've done some dirt racing before you got into asphalt. Yeah, I, I do a lot of racing, like um. 200 foot of mud drags and then uh i raced go-karts when i was like five and six not too much just a little here and there but uh mainly watched my dad do it most of my life but also um aren't you like a sportsman and super stock driver had experience with that yeah i was the uh super stock champion at uh charlotte county last year until they discontinued the class and then um we had to step up into sportsman and We've been struggling a little bit, but we're getting it along. I've been spending more time on other people's car, you know, mm-hmm. on their car more than my own. But that's what I enjoy doing, so that's the way I do it. And what are your plans for '09? Um, not quite sure yet. We're still debating on uh, what's going to happen. I'll probably be out there racing in '09, but I don't know if we're going to run a full season or not, or what exactly we're going to do. We're trying to get back into the uh, fishing situation, and it's kind of hard to do both at once, you know what I mean? 
So fishing, do you mean you? Yeah, that's just say. Explain the fishing situation. Um, going to the Keys as often as possible and spending money on the boat. And it's hard to do both at the same time when you're fishing during the weekend. And so you're not talking competition fishing. You're just no. talking pleasure fishing. No competition fishing for fun. Yeah. And then um, I don't know. I might still have my car and be letting somebody else drive it, and I'll just be the owner i don't know it all depends on what goes on on that so uh do, do, you, do you enjoy racing ryan pardon do you enjoy racing oh yeah i i enjoy it i mean it's in my blood i mean there's there's no thrill like it there's when you get behind the wheel of something and you got 25 or 50 laps to either chase somebody down and try to get around them or um got somebody chasing you down and you know they're back there and just a blast there's no adrenaline rush like it how many races have you won this year this year oh i think i've won seven this year uh just uh i ran a buddy of mine sportsman at the beginning of the year and i ran it and i won i think i won twice in it and i got a couple seconds and a third and then um, with my sportsman, I finished third twice and a couple consistent fourths. And the Thunder Truck, um, I think I've won, I won every one that I've drove so far in the Thunder Truck except for one, and I ended up winning that in Tech. Huh. Well, it sounds like the Thunder Trucks, you got that um, pretty much handled, sounds like to me. Oh, yeah, they're a blast to drive. There's, I mean, you can put them anywhere you want, and they're going to stick. I mean, it's just a fun driving them. Now, how do you feel that there's a chance that the Thunder Truck class, if it doesn't get built up to, like, at least 10 trucks again, might not be running in 09? Yeah, that's what I understood. I mean, uh, I don't understand that whole situation. I mean, they discontinued the Superstock class for having eight cars in it, and... I don't know why they got rid of them, and I hear that they're talking about discontinuing them. I mean, there's trucks out there. You just got to have the rules on, you know, what you can and can't run. And so far as from what I can see, the rules are great. There's no standard rule to what you can and can't have, And they're, but they're trying to make it, and just a lot of people are real aggravated because there's one truck out there that wins almost weekly and a lot of people leave their stuff on the trailer and hope it's faster on saturday next week they go up there and you got to take it off and put it in the garage and work on it what do you think when they have the races where they merge the class of thunder trucks and road warriors because when the both classes have low car low turnouts and they race them together i suppose i mean there there's not that big of a different lap times between the two vehicles i mean the trucks are more top-heavy. Um, the only thing that they got over the Road Warriors is the manual transmission, and the Road Warriors got the automatics. And they got to be 3,400 pounds, and uh, Randy's truck weighs 3,600 pounds with somebody sitting in it. So, I mean, there's your 200-pound weight break difference. And I say you take the fastest trucks you got, qualify them, take the fastest Road Warriors you got, qualify them, and see what the difference is between the two.
Yeah, I think the fans like it when they put the the Thunder Trucks and the Road Warriors together. I think it makes for a fun race. Well, you know how they'd have more trucks in that class is if they kept it, you know, really stocked. You know, that's that's the thing is they've they've taken the trucks and they've kind of turned them into a race truck. And so you you can't get that guy to bring his truck, you know, and off the off the uh, you know street and just do a couple of things to it, you know. And I think that's how it started out, and the class kind of evolved into something that's a little bit more. And then the guys proceeded to crash up all their trucks that started out in the class. So I thought that was a great class when it started, you know, when they had twenty trucks there. It was. Oh, yeah, I, I thought so. I remember watching them when I was probably 15 years old when they first started running somewhere around in there. I might not have been that old. I might have been older. I don't remember. But I remember watching them when uh, Cheryl Weaver drove. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty neat. And I always wanted to do it. And then I met Randy and got my own car and started driving his when he wasn't around. And, I mean, I was thinking about getting one for next year. I would like to uh, buy Randy out on his truck because he's supposed to be having another one, another truck. It's built. It just needs uh, some uh, TLC put to it, and it'd be ready to go. And I would like to buy Randy out on his 14. I would, I would drive it up, but I don't see no point in doing that if they're going to discontinue the class. Ryan, how many? How much money they got in them trucks now, man? I mean, I know they're all different, but give me an idea. What what are, what do they got in them in them trucks and money? Tell you the God's honest truth, I wouldn't be able to give you a ballpark figure. I yeah. Mean, yeah. A motor, twenty five hundred bucks or so, something like that. I mean. Yeah. And from there, you just got to figure out a shock package to run because you can't run racing shocks or nothing like that. But you can put different rebound and compression shocks on it from like s10s to silverado 3500s and stuff like that i mean they're all interchangeable shocks you just got to find the right package so and make it turn so so are you saying that for five thousand dollars or less you can actually have a very competitive truck oh yeah all of so what is the main reason there's only five trucks Nobody wants to work on their vehicles to make them go faster. And, and you know the way economy is right now. Nobody's got it. And not only that, you're getting towards the end of the season. Everybody's burned out on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that, that falls in the category of too many races, as we talked about before, that, that the classes are running too often. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, they start running every week. Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, giving them a two-week break, like, maybe – Every other month or so like that, or maybe just run them uh, two weeks, and then they're off two weeks, and then run them two weeks, and off two weeks. I mean, when we were running the super stock class, and there wasn't very often we were we had two weeks off. I mean, we ran week to week. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is that you, you burn your, your local guys out by running them every week. That's, that's the whole thing is. Absolutely. You got it. You got to I mean, those trucks, if they only ran twice a month, that's enough. You know, every other week, that's maximum. Because right. it gives guys time to fix their truck. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, 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 the track, 
the next week can run something else because the tracks, when they run 10 classes in a night, that's right. don't even get to run. That's right. They run them. All the local tracks do that. Not all of them, but most of the local tracks in Florida because we have a longer growing season than the rest of the country. And one of the reasons that up north we've seen this over and over and nobody down here will seem to listen to that. The fact is you run the tracks too much. You run the, the classes mm-hmm. too much. And mm-hmm. people, by the time you get into September, October, if the driver isn't burned out, his wife certainly is. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You know? I mean, some tracks, like Bobby, I mean, he's going to run, he'll run 50 weeks out of the year, isn't he? Um, from what I understand, that's what he's shooting for, somewhere around in there. I mean... Yeah, the last official... How can you run a, a four-cylinder cars? How could you run one of them every week? You can't. No. That's why there's ten. I mean, you, you're right, Jack. You're exactly right. You start getting burned out after a while. And I mean, you go out there and say you get mixed up in something that's stupid, and then you got to come back and fix it, and then you get tangled up again. you got to come back and fix it for the next week, and it's just money, 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 and... Right now, a lot of people just ain't got it. Ryan, what's the most fun part of this whole deal for you? What's the funnest part about it? Yeah. Um, winning. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill, the thrill of victory, huh? Personally, myself, um, the thrill of victory. I like watching the something like, say, on Randy's truck or um, the 29 Road Warrior. Anything that I've worked on, I mean, as a driver myself, if you're not running in that class and you watch your own stuff that you create to turn, that, and when you can pass somebody on the outside and you're watching what you did run and you can come back and go, okay, this is what I see, what are you feeling, and you get different feedbacks and you work on this person's car and they go back out there and they're tenth or two, three-tenths of a second faster than they were last time, and they go out there and win the race. I mean, that's just, it's like watching your creation work. It's. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. That's cool. When you, when you can watch your own stuff that you worked on and you set up and it goes out there and wins, that's, that's what makes the whole night. Well. As far as a driver, um, catching the guy in front of you and getting around him. Yeah. And not being able to rough him up or nothing like that when you can pass him and pass him clean. He gives you a lane to run, and that's that's where there's nothing like it. Who, who is the toughest uh, competitor that you race against that, that you, I mean, that, you know, that you, you've raced against a lot and you it's a challenge? Who, who do you have the most fun racing against where it's not just easy pickings, you know what I mean? I'd have to say Brian Richardson. Oh yeah, there you go. I raced Brian last year, and I mean, he was he was the man I was chasing, and we chased him. We we beat him, and he beat us. And I'd have to say Brian was the funnest one that I raced against because when we would, if I'd finish second to him, he'd walk up and go, "Don't look in the mirror, boy." When I first started racing, I lost a race to him. I was leading the race. And I went down into turn three and four, taking the white flag, and I looked up in the mirror and overdrove the corner. And he counteracted on it and went underneath me, and I lost the race to that. 
And he come up there and told me what I did wrong and explained to me different stuff. And the next week, and I went out there. I I think it was the next week, and I beat him. How about and after that? I'm not telling you no more information. We're done after that. Okay. You know, the uh, superstock <laughs> the superstock class was definitely an awesome class. You know, it's really a shame that there wasn't more of those cars to be able to keep that class going because, uh, you know, that was the Brian Richardson show there towards the end. Yeah. And and even Cody Benoit, I raced against him in that class, too, and me and him had some pretty good battles between each other. Yeah, I remember those. That You know, that was some good racing, and it's a shame what happened, but, um, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. But, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, making some time to come on Inside Florida Racing. And, uh, hey, you, you know, you're now, you've been... Submitted into consideration for the November Drive of the Month with the Pandora Jewelers Inside Florida Racing. Not only that, your number your number and name is now in the database. So every time we really have a tough tough question, I mean, we might call you. We might call you. And, and you're a shoe in to win next week if you race. Are you racing anything next weekend? No, uh, I might be driving the 29 Road Warrior. It depends on if we come back from the Keys or not. Well, you'll win if you do, because most people that come on the show usually win the next week, except for me. Yeah, they get the bump. <laughs> they get the bump. Every week, then? <laughs> yeah, you can be on every week. <laughs> Talk to you later, man. Bye, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Okay. Well, 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 well. It's almost nine o'clock. Well, you know, and uh, I'll tell you, show. I really have to apologize to the dirt fans out there that I know there was a bunch of people who were expecting to uh, hear, uh, hear us Shane with Williams, uh, right? Shane Williams. And we really he wanted tried. to talk to that. Tried. Uh, we tried really, really hard uh, uh, calling him uh, numerous times, and uh, we don't know what happened with that. We were all set up for that, but he was the Ocala late model champion, and I assure you. We will shoot for it again next week, and we'll get it. I don't know. I'm sure something. Uh, I'm sure there's a reason. But anyway, uh, Shane Williams will uh, will try to get Shane on next week because we definitely want to talk to him. It was a very exciting deal. He won by the slimmest of margins at Ocala. Um, uh, I was talking um, with BJ Cavan, the announcer mm-hmm. and the great media guy for Ocala Speedway, and and uh, he he said it was uh, you know. Shane won in the pits. He wrecked, had to go in the pits. He was done for the night. And Sean Smith was in the driver's seat to win the championship. He finished third. Maybe if he had finished second, I think he only uh, was in second by like four points. So uh, Sean Sean Smith almost pulled it off. But we really want to talk to Shane because it had to be awesome sitting in the pits Wondering if he was going to mm-hmm. win this championship or not. But well, I want one of my, I want a Showtime diecast, man. Well, you got to go over there. I to, tell you, I know, yeah. Rob. We, I, I want a Showtime. I want, I want Johnny Callens. They're awesome, man. They're really you know? cool. Uh, I want, I want a Bonehead one too, man. And they do, they do asphalt late models only dirt. Uh, right now, uh, Billy the Kid's uh, uh, diecast center has only dirt cars, man. Okay. And if you. Uh, you know, you got to listen on Wednesday night to uh, to uh, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid because on Dirt World, uh, like I say, uh, like Joe is always Joe Dirt's always saying to Billy, uh, get out there and uh, 
get some get some dirt on you, you know. <laughs> get some dirt on your dog, you know. I mean, that's what they do, you know. Go get dirty. Yeah. So. Uh, and if you pet, and take your pets with you too. <laughs> and and if you decide to go get dirty at East Bay this weekend, you have the chance of seeing NASCAR driver David Rudiman up there racing. That's possibly. right. And I tell you, I just want to make this clear as we can make it. The Sun Belt Super Late Mall Series is not dead. It's not done, regardless of how many people. There are some people that want to see that go away. It ain't going away as of right now. Don Narone is fully, fully prepared to take this to and, and go with it in 2009. And, uh, to a new level. To a new level. And uh, I think um, there are some things in the works that might just make that a reality for real. I mean, a really, a really new level. And uh, hopefully for the... Fans and drivers, um, it happens, you know. Okay. Well, before I go, I just want to say again, you know, it was great seeing everyone at New Smyrna Saturday night. And, um, you know, thank you for treating us so well. Huh? Can you spell Smyrna yet? Uh, what is it? S-M-Y-R-N-A? It's New Smyrna. You got Smyrna. That's right. That's Smyrna. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh. I get out to the uh, David Rudiman auction. I want to go check out the charity auction that they're doing there at the uh, Country Club on Friday night. Well, you have a good time up there, and I don't know if I'm going to end up at East Bay or Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night yet. Still waiting to see how things go after Thanksgiving. Well, folks, remember, same time, same place next week, Inside Border Racing, every Monday night, 7 to 9. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. That's right. See and happy and happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> I need a fix because I'm going down, down to the bits that I left up. Mother Superior jumped the gun. 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 Mother Superior jumped the gun.